coming in at six foot four, number one, Patty's Playbook. Hey guys, I'm your host Patty, and welcome to Patty's Playbook, the show for all you sports lovers out there. We cover NRL, NBA, NFL, plus many more sports. You can find us on Instagram, at Paddy's Playable. I can hear the sport calling us. Let's dive into this episode, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the playbook. We've made it the NBA Finals, the Phoenix Suns, and the Milwaukee Bucks. But first, I have to introduce the big fella. He's back. Mitch, how are you, brother? Doing very well, Paddy. Good to see you. What's happening? Mate, I just want to firstly congratulate you on our little wager. Right next to us, those people watching on, on film. 24 are the best. Wow. Talk about Christmas in July. Look at these. Mate, the mother's milk. Enjoy these, brother. <laughs> Thank you've, you. Um, you've got me last round. I obviously picked the Clippers. You're on the sun, so you edged ahead, and that's all she wrote. So Yeah, yep. What's your thoughts on the matchup, the Suns, Bucks, finals? Just a quick, quick thought before we dive into everything we've got planned for this episode. You, you happy with the matchup? You excited? Well, I think it's exciting. A bit exciting for the fans because we're going to see some new faces in the finals. But think of it this way. No one on um, either side has won a ring or has ever been to the finals except for Jay Crowder, yep. who was there last year once. Mm-hmm. So just barring that, think of that. No one in any of the teams has been to the finals or won a ring at all. Yeah. So it's, it's, quite, it's quite exciting in that, in that fact so that like we've seen two, two total new teams, all these new faces. Yeah. It adds to the story. It adds to the, just the narrative, and I'm really excited. Yeah. We're going to dive into all of it yeah. a bit later, but I, I'm just really excited. And either the team that wins, it's someone new. It's a fresh look for the NBA. Yeah, there's no, it seems like there's no villain in these finals. No one that dislike. Everyone likes the story about Chris Paul going to a new team, young team. Everyone likes how these Bucks have sort of like over the years kind of built up, built up, built up. Giannis being a superstar. I'm not being a superstar, I guess. He is. He is. You've got to classify him as that, I think. Do you want to classify him as a superstar? I think so. When you're talking about a back-to-back MVP, MVP and defensive player in one year. Whether he... Obviously, the narrative has been the chat that he hasn't been able to get it done in the playoffs. Yep. But I think this is his chance. Yeah. So... Yeah. Okay. You can call him out for this. Well, we'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later in the, in the preview for the final. So for the people that have been living under a rock, I just want to quickly run through what's occurred. So in the conference finals in the West, the Suns have defeated the Clippers four games to two. And in the East, the Bucks have defeated the Atlanta Hawks four games to two. So both games, both series, sorry, six games, relatively exciting, some big moments, but I think the better team won in both series. So well-deserved. So yeah, sure. We'll start with the West. What was your thoughts, bro? Well, first things first, I think health just really wins, doesn't it? Survival um, of the fittest? Yeah, survival of the fittest. So the, player, the main player who was out, the superstar, quite learned, um, Serge Ibaka. Mm-hmm. So really missed size. As I said to you I think in the last podcast, I think size always wins in playoffs. You need size. Because as the tempo slows down and pace slows down, the size really helps. Um, they missed Zubac in the last game, sixth game. So they're really guard heavy. They're playing a big guard lineup most games. Most so, games, yeah. And no one, except barring Chris Poor, who was having that little shoulder, what's that shoulder, little niggle? Or yeah, something. shoulder niggle. But it wasn't like he was out for many games or missing much time. But they were all still fit. Yeah. 
Yeah, so that matter that I guess that looks to be the most That was crucial, yeah. The, 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 I guess crucial thing. Survival the fittest and you nailed it. Clippers without Kawhi, Abaka, Zubak missed some games here and there. But for me, I was like we'll get to the Suns in a sec, but the Clippers, like, they are so gritty and tough. Like I'm obviously a bit biased because I've been high on this team for a while. But when you got so many stars out and they just kept turning up. Morris was tough. Paul George, I know he's copped a lot of criticism. He didn't get them over the line, but I thought he was, he stepped up a bit, yep. a bit more. Like he averaged 31 points, 11 rebounds, five assists. Like he was pretty impressive, I thought. Well, PG started playing like playoff P. But yeah, I also needed someone to look at and say, I need you to stand up with me. And yeah. it was that guy, it was Reggie Jackson. Yeah. Last few years, I actually forgot about Reggie Jackson totally. Mm. I, um, he went to Detroit and I literally forgot his name. Yeah. I didn't know if, if he was even playing good anymore or not. I didn't watch any of his games. In this series, he, well, this whole playoff series, playoffs, he was playing Unreal. Yeah. It's like a little resurgence. I think he, I think he hit the most, he's hit the most threes in the playoffs so far. Out of any player, yeah. Almost minutes as well, up there with the minutes, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So for a guy to step up in Kawhi's absence and take it six games without some big name players against yeah. a red hot Suns team who were healthy, oh man, that's, what more could you ask for, lucky? Yeah, I agree. Like, back to the Paul George thing, he had to step up, but you're right, it was Reggie Jackson and Morris for me. I think it was game four, or game five on the road. I think it was game five. Game five. Yeah, because they're up three on game five on the road in Phoenix. Morris came out and shot, I think, six or seven in the first quarter. Reggie Jackson was doing his thing. Paul George didn't have to overplay his hand, but when the game really came to the crunch, he could take over. But these other guys stepped up for him. He was just kind of guiding the team, running the offense, and then he delivered. Yeah, I guess that's a good thing about PG. He didn't have to push it. He knew when he needed to step up and start hitting some shots. Exactly. And he was doing that. Do you think the narrative now of him being uh, pandemic P is over, or do you... I think you'd like to think personally for yourself because you know, how much you like PG. Would you like that to be over? Um, I'd like it to be over, but I understand if people still have that hate. The, the reason I like Paul George, right, is because I just think he's tough in respects to both ends of the floor. Like, I still think he's a top five two-way player in this league, yeah. especially a wing. <clears throat> when we talk about wings, like, realistically, you've probably got Kawhi's better on both ends of the floor. Kevin Durant, better offensive player. Giannis, you could make the argument he's a defensive dog. And maybe Butler. I'm trying yeah. to think of wing players that are up to his caliber. Yeah. What he does on both ends of the floor, that's just my opinion, whether you agree or disagree. Yeah. But I just think he's elite on that end, that, yeah. that side of it. He plays hard on both. Yeah. I guess for him, he's still try, um, chasing that championship. Yeah. That's obviously the goal. <laughs> just quickly, maybe before you shift, does, seeing now that they went this far without some big-name players, Kawhi, do you reckon Kawhi definitely says? That's a perfect topic. So <clears throat> we talked about it last episode. Like he's a bit strange. You'd want to hope he stays and gives it one more crack. Yeah. Because I think that we've seen they've got the roster and the playing style and the toughness. And they showed the passion, the passion after like Reggie Jackson's crying it's just, after that series. And I guess that shows how much that meant to him. Mm, well, he's going to get paid. It's just like the Clippers just, they don't want to win easy. Yeah. First two series. Yeah. They're down they 2-0. They don't like blowouts. So. They don't like blowouts. They play t- when, the, when the pressure's on and the moments are there, backs against the wall, they deliver. It's like, yeah. I'm, I'm blown away. So I hope he stays, but I wouldn't be surprised. Well, I think he should, given the fact how, how the series panned out and, and also didn't have a Barker playing. Yeah. Also, people like Terrence Mann stepping up at times. They're going to be better for the run. 
Reggie Jackson now, like if they keep him as well, I don't know. I think really you, that's right there. Mm. I I, th- I agree with you. I hope they run it back. Yeah. Kawhi's fit. Abaka's there. Maybe Rondo doesn't get stay. Because we can still see, and uh, <laughs> we probably said it two years ago, we can still see LA versus LA somehow in the playoffs next year if Kawhi stays. Yeah. Oh, that's what everyone wants. That's what I've wanted. Lakers could make that big offseason move. I think they will, yeah. Big trade, maybe. Last thing on the Clippers for me, someone that hasn't got a recognition, we're talking about head coach, the guy who's got the best record when it comes to elimination games in the NBA, Ty Lue. For me, he just deserves so much credit. Like, we talked about the players missing. He just continues to deliver. Yeah. Well, he delivers in the big games because big games, elimination games. It's, yeah. With the roster he's been, he was given in this these, in these playoff series particularly. Yep. Um, he was coaching those, that Cavs team that came back from 3-1. 3-1. So three straight games there and elimination games. And everyone was saying, oh, it was LeBron, which obviously has a huge impact and effect. But for me, I just think I need to state Ty Lue, head coach Clippers, fantastic. Job. I don't really like, I don't really like that when you, uh, when you, when you put on a coach when they've got just like superstar talents. Yeah. Like, you got just as much pressure to deliver. Yep. As you had a normal team compared to having superstar talents in your team because you know you think, oh, well, I need to win now. 100%. So you've got all that pressure on you. It builds more pressure. And the thing that people don't understand is, or casual fans maybe, is the egos that come with some of these players and superstars. Like, for example, in OKC, Westbrook, coaches calling players and stuff. I love Westbrook. You know what my thoughts are on him. But if he wants to take the damn shot, your superstar, whoever gets that, might not even want to run that play. They're going to take whatever shot they want. If they get their hands in the ball, they can do whatever they want out there, yeah. really. And a lot of the time, you'll see it, they, they clash with coaches because they don't listen to the play yeah. call or whatnot. And yeah. it happens. Yeah. Well, they can listen to the call on a, on a timeout and then come out and just change their mind. 100%. ISO yeah. play, clear out, let's go. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. We move on. Clippers, <clears throat> I think it's been a pretty successful season with the injuries and whatnot they've caught this year. But the Phoenix Suns, mate, no one, well, not many people would have expected this. Obviously, you, you predicted this at the start of the year. That was one of your smokies. But the Suns, mate, they're in the finals. Chris Paul, 36 years old. He's, he's waited 16 years for this moment. 16 years. I'm. I'm really happy for him. Yeah, you've got to be happy for him because, like, some people don't even get to make it to the playoffs. Like, some some players might only play for five, six years and not even get that far. Yeah. But someone as talented as Chris Paul, you would have thought at the start of his career, yep, he's going to be, like, in the finals, like, in the next 10 years. Yeah. took 16 years to get him to the one finals. Especially there was that narrative when he was going to get traded to the Lakers <clears throat> and the NBA commissioner, David Stern, was it? Yeah, I think it was like in the mid-2000s, I think. 2008 or something, I think. Something around, around that time, 2007, 2008. And they, they denied that trade. I think it was around the time when Paul Gasol was going to go. Yeah. go, And then he did get, eventually get traded there. I think it was just before that. So then they had to work out something else. And they went on to eventually yeah. win 2009, 2010. Um, yeah, uh, imagine that. Imagine that, still, imagine that went through. <laughs> Who knows, bro? He could have played. Yeah, be very different right now. Hundred percent. Things like that, because that's a big trade during that time. Mm-hmm. Having that backcourt. For me, though, for Chris Paul, like he's come to he's come to Phoenix, a team that weren't in the playoffs last year. They weren't even discussed about. They've got a good young player, or yeah, great young player, a star, Devin Booker, and he's just turned this team of not nobodies, but just this young team, and they've just grown together. He's been the leader. He's made everyone around him better, and. Well, as you said, you, you just said it right then, the key word, leader. 
they're a young team. They have all talents of their own, especially Booker, who we all knew was talented. Mm. But what they need, they needed a leader. They needed a floor general, and yeah. they got that. Exactly what they didn't need anything else but exactly Chris Ball. And look where it got them. They're in the finals, and they're just as much chance as oh, the Bucks. Huge chance. They got home court. With one more um, topic on this series against the Clippers is Chris Paul misses the first two games with COVID. And then when he comes back, in my opinion, the offense was a bit clunky and slow. We talked about it off air when we were just chatting throughout the week and watching the games. And it was just slow and just clunky. And not that he was off the mark, but they just didn't look have that same explosiveness and back and forth. Maybe because of. the Suns are a bit frantic. You know, they were, not, mm. they were fast and they were frantic. Yep. They were trying to push the pace they and were. stuff like that. So they didn't have Chris Paul to slow down the tempo, yep. stuff like that. It was working. But then at times it wasn't as well. So that's why I was a bit, as you said, a bit clunky. Yeah. And then you're right. When it did slow down, because that's what he's so good at controlling the game, playing at his own tempo. But when it slowed down, in my opinion, it suited the Clippers more. Yeah. Because yeah. as you said, they're gritty. And they're tough. gritty. They, lo- they loved it. They were yeah. just feeding off it. Yeah. Yeah. But then for me, Chris Paul, game six, 41 points. He just took over. He just took over Magician, seven from eight from downtown. And the rest is history. It looked like a measly 41. Like it wasn't, didn't look like a, like a 41 you'd see from like Kevin Durant or yeah. like LeBron. It was just like, it's like simple almost. I know what you mean. It was like not effortless, but it was just... It was just in his bag. Yeah. I think he had like 30 plus in the second half. I think he had nine or 10. Yeah. First half. And then he just said, let's go. You're watching him. You're like, how many points does he have? Like you weren't, yeah. you weren't really thinking about it. And mm-hmm. then you're like, fuck. Yeah, it was incredible. You wouldn't expect that from Chris. Like, you know he can do that, but you wouldn't expect yeah. it. He doesn't, he doesn't do that to his game. He loves, mm. he loves pushing the pay. Like he loves pushing the ball, facilitating, stuff like that. You'd expect- so that really shows that he can shoot and he can score whatever he wants. You'd expect Booker to, that would be his kind of game to explode like that. But full, yeah. full credit to the Suns. Yeah. Chris Paulery's first NBA Finals. Yeah. We move on to the East, brother. This was a, this was a fantastic series, I guess, because... Trey Young comes out game one on the road, drops 48 points, and the, the Hawks win. Yeah. And then the Bucks claw their way back. Game four, Hawks win. We've got a two-all series. Trey Young goes down with bone bruising to the knee, I think. Giannis goes down with a hyperextension oh, to the knee. Ankle. ankle, sorry. Except on the ref. Ankle, sorry. Yeah. And then it was kind of just a dogfight to, to slug the rest of the series out. I thought, personally, for the Bucks, Bobby Portis had some big moments. In game five, I think it was. Middleton stepped up. He had some big performances down in the fourth quarter. I think there was one game where he outscored the whole Hawks team. Yeah, 20, yeah. He had 20 in the fourth. They had 19 as yeah, a whole yeah. as a team. Yeah. Big bad Bobby abstated. Lopez stepped up. It was, I thought Drew Holiday was awesome when Giannis went down. He was knocking down the threes. He was getting to the cup. Yep. It was, I didn't expect the Bucs to actually come out this easily with Giannis down and they, they delivered. So what was your thoughts on the series? Well, you got to think like, Taking out, taking out, um, no, no Trey Young, no Giannis. Mm-hmm. Look at both teams. Who has more playoff experience and who has more depth? It's tough because. Oh, I think easily. Bucks. I think easily Bucks. Yeah, okay, playoff experience, yeah. Okay, look at that last game. What did Brook Lopez score? He's hit, In game five, I think he hit 24. What do you mean game six? He had, th- he had 30. He had 30 in one of the games. Um, it might have been in the last game, in game six. Well, either way, it doesn't matter. Yeah, he turned up big. What Brook Lopez a few years ago was the best player on a Nets team. Yeah. So it's not like when the Giannis went down, they were like, "Oh shit, who are we gonna go to now?" Mm. They just paid. They just paid Drew Holiday, who's a great two-way player, the max. Yeah. And Chris Milton, when he's in, when he's hot, he looks 
almost like Kevin Durant. And so, and these guys who have playoff experience, like PJ Tucker, yeah. playoff experience, Western Conference Finals experience with Houston, mm-hmm. like they all have the experience and the depth to go get there without Giannis, whereas Hawks without Trey or didn't have any experience. Yeah. A lot younger, more... Younger, and like, when they don't have a guy who gives them 30 and 10 a night... Yeah. No, you're true. You're putting that pressure on, like, Bogdanovich. Yeah. Putting that pressure on Lou Williams to come out and score 20 points off the bench. So, for me, I wasn't... Like, I'd... For me, playoff... Like, the experience and the depth really showed for the Bucks. Mm. Yeah, you are right. Sorry to butt in. Like, the game five of the game, Lopez, 33 points. Yeah. So, and he even came out in the press conference... <laughs> With an interview, and he said, not we're so reliant, but Giannis is the type of guy who'll give you 30 and 14. I think that's what he's averaging in the playoffs. Ridiculous. But without him, we have to actually knock down as a team, play team basketball. And you look at it. He got 33. Bobby Portis, 22. Holiday, 25. Chris Middleton, 26. Yeah. Four starters, 20 plus points. Yeah. And they played good team basketball. I wasn't worried in this series when Giannis went down. Because I know that some the depth can come through and the playoff experience can come through. Mm. I was a bit worried, but... I don't know. I just... But without Trey Young, what are Atlanta going to do? I just feel like they've got such a young, talented team. I thought they had... This is the East... I know you can say that, but it's the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. We're like deep in the playoff series. You're right. It's surely hard to put a lot of pressure on that young team without any experience. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. But hats off to them. I think... Um, I, don't, I wouldn't say this is any, anything of a fluke for Atlanta. Cause That's I, what I was about to ask you. Um, well, middle of the year, they're all kind of been in trouble. They all... I think they were down a few games and they just fired their coach. Yep. Nate McMillan comes in. Comes Nick, in. So Nate McMillan comes in. So last year, Miami swept Indiana in the first round and he got fired. Now he's come back with Atlanta. He's taken them to Eastern Conference Finals while Indiana was not even in the playoffs. It's incredible. I know, like, same thing, I guess, not the experience happened with Dwayne Casey, but, like, when I don't think firing a coach after getting like so he got Dwayne Casey got fired a few years ago after LeBron swept um, Toronto that was rough it was very rough but like I don't know like first person you look at it was his coach I guess I guess that's why when we talked about Ty Lue before like everything's on the coach unfortunately yeah a lot of the time yeah and the players don't take enough they're always on the on the list to get first to go. Yeah, yeah. On the firing block. But yeah, as as I was saying, hats off to Atlanta. I think there was no fluke. Young talented team. I hope John John Collins will stay. They got Bogdanovich now. Kevin Herder. Yeah. I think there's all there's those vets should stay like Gallinari and Lou Williams. That'd be awesome. And Capella, who's been reignited because he was a good player in the Houston team, and now he's everyone's he's getting his name back out there as a. As a guy who gets on the boards and loves to pick and roll. He's been fantastic so, defensively. Yeah, yeah, and for sure, there's that as well. So hopefully if they stay together, they can really make some... Make some noise. Make some noise again in the East. Like, why not? Why can't they? Yeah. Well, you've actually nailed it on the head. Like, to put it into perspective, they took the Knicks down, a healthy Knicks team 4-1. 76ers went seven games, beat them, and they've lost to the Bucks, obviously. But you've got to put the respect on the coach's name. Nate McMillan, they have... Onyaka Nkongwa, who's 22, 20 years old, sorry. Cam Reddish, 21 years old. Trey Young's 22. Kevin Herter's 22. DeAndre Hunter, 23. John Collins, 23. Who, is it, who plays the three? Is it DeAndre Hunter or Reddish? Uh, Hunter came back from an injury. I think he didn't... Might be Reddish. Was it Reddish that came back from an injury? I'm not sure, but either way, they're all Actually, young. it was Reddish. Take out Capella. They're all 22, 23 younger, aren't they? Yeah, it was reddish, right? He hadn't played since February and then came back. Yeah. 
So take Capella out of the starting lineup. They're all they're all so super super young. Mm. So that's what I'm saying. There's a mix of vets as well in there. It really helps them. And now they've got a good coach. Yeah. So keep that team, and they can. Why not come back in the next year and make it the Eastern Conference line again? I think they, it's possible they can. Mm. I I guess I need to put some more respect on Trey Trey Young's name. We discussed last podcast that he's proven that he can step up in these big games. In the in the 2018 draft, when we talked about Luka Doncic, and he's been we've been talking about him for years, being like, well, they won that trade. I don't think we can talk about that anymore because Trey Young has now made it to Eastern Conference Finals. In his lower years, he's gone further than Luka has. Yeah, gone further than Luka. I'm not saying he's a better player, but like he's still an unreal player. Yeah, gives you 30 night, eight assists. I think the bloke that's drafted and done the done the trades for the Hawks, he's locked in his job. You know, he's. Yeah, he must feel pretty good about himself. Yeah, it does feel good about himself now. because the pressure was there, and yeah, they finally. Yeah, you never know. They've got some assets. If John Collins stays, and whatnot, they might be able to get another star. You have to keep John Collins for me. He's. I love him too. Yeah, so I love him as I'm well. I'm a big fan. Yeah. Any other um topics about the Hawks Bucks series? Or we're pretty straightforward. Bucks nah. too good. No, nah, Bucks too good. All right, a topic you wanted to discuss before we get into. <coughs> The final, the preview, the injuries this playoffs. It's been, we, t- we touched base on before, it's been survival of the fittest in my opinion. And let me make this clear, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not taking anything away from this Phoenix Suns team and this Milwaukee Bucks team. Because they've caught their own, their own battles. But it's been a survival of the fittest kind of season. Health has been a major factor. Credit where credit's due. Do you want to touch base on some of the stars we've, that have been missing that have been affected during this playoffs? Well, as you said, the key word again is stars. So if, if you weren't talking about the stars being injured, if they're just middle-tier players or whatever, mm. no one would be talking about injuries at all because you only talk about stars in the game, don't you? Yeah. So players like Kyrie, players like Anthony Davis, players like Joel, Kawhi, James Harden, Giannis was out in his last few games, Trey Young was out in his last, that last uh, game five, and he sort of come back in game six. You can see it was hobbling. Donovan Mitchell's out for a bit in the first playoff series. Um, so when it's all these stars who are sort of had these <clears throat> injuries or missing games really affects, I think it goes back to maybe the point of that short turnaround season really catching up. Mm. So given there was a few weeks before the off-season started again, just as soon as the finals were done last year, yep. we were straight into a new season. So... I think all and and back and obviously during the season there was a lot of back to back games, a lot of they were jamming it in. They were jamming them in, especially in the second half of the season. They really jammed those games in. So many back to backs, so much travel, so much wear and tear in the body, and players who were coming back with injuries weren't. They were maybe getting to the hundred percent, but they're sort of like they were yeah. fit to play this many games. Yeah. What do you think? I tend to agree, but for me, for the playoffs, these injuries or players missing with COVID. It's just added more to the narrative and the story because we've seen more upsets. And I'm, I'll stick to this comment. I've said this, I think, in round one or round two when we talked. This is the best playoff basketball and excitement of basketball I've ever seen. I honestly love this whole, the whole series, every playoff series, all the matchups. Is it because we're not seeing the same old faces? Not the same old faces. The injuries, are playing, they're being impacted. So we're seeing upsets. We're seeing young guys coming through. It's kind of the changing of the guards. And I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And... Back to your comment on the injuries, we all know why we did this, why the NBA did this at the GM and in to try and catch up for next year so they've got that normal break and the, obviously the Olympics are next month. Yep. So 
Yeah. I understand it all and the TV rights and all that comes into it, deals, lots of money. Yeah. Hopefully this is, we're back to normal. We're going to be back to normal next year. Yeah. And LeBron's came out and stated that that's obviously the main reason. Obviously the turnaround, not having that time, jam season, it's been chaotic, crazy. Yeah. I don't know what the answer is though. Yeah. Do you think, because LeBron said that, it's made more noise than it should? There's more notice on it? Yeah, I guess it means something when LeBron says it. Mm. I guess, it, I don't know if it was easy for him to say that because he, he lost in the first round. But, like, look at Anthony Davis and LeBron during that first round. Yeah. Well, let me phase this to you. Do you think he would have said anything if he was in the conference finals now or the finals? Or We don't know that. I can't say yes or no. I guess my only comment <clears throat> to that is... If the Lakers are fit, they most likely go deeper. Yeah. But unfortunately, you, you went through the names before. Everyone's in the same boat. The 76ers, the Hawks, the Bucks, the Nets, the Celtics, the Jazz, the Clippers, Dallas, Denver, yeah. Suns. Like, yeah. It's just one of those crazy years. Now that we've seen all these, all the name, big name players in terms of people who have not made finals before, win championships before. So seeing all these new players and new teams... Do you think um, the ratings are going to go down compared to previous years? Previous years have seen like... Curry, LeBron. Curry, LeBron, KD, et cetera. Do you think the views will be going down for this finals compared to previous years, given all these, oh. new, all these new faces? I really hope not, bro. Because as I said before, like I've loved it. I'm sure you've loved it. I've talked to other people that have just been like, wow, this is amazing. Yeah. The upsets and... Everyone's always rooting for the underdogs, but... Viewership always goes up during playoffs because people are like, oh, some people might not watch the season, yeah. but they do watch the playoffs too, watch the big games. Yep. So yeah, right. the, real, the real basketball heads be there. But what I'm saying is like compared to previous years where there's other, other normal people turn on the TV and say, oh, look, it's some like... Um, LeBron's playing. LeBron's playing in his finals games or whatever. I'm going to watch them. Yeah. Like, do you think those kind of people are going to be like... Okay, the Suns and the, the Suns and the Bucks yeah. are playing. Who's who's on that team? Unfortunately, I think you're right because what we've got here is your football fans, your ice hockey fans, the Stanley Cups on right now. Baseball's on. So mm. those casual fans that are like coming into the NBA, oh, the finals on. It's crunch time. Those yeah. well-known stars aren't there. That's why I go back to the point of like pointing at the, the stars who are injured because mm-hmm. they're only going to point at the stars. They're not going to point at people who are yeah. not mentioned as much. No, you're right. It. it Throws a spanner in the works. <clears throat> I, I've quite enjoyed it. I'm sure you have as well. The, oh, I love it. The diehard fans, the, the yeah. basketball tragics, the NBA tragics. Yeah. I yeah. just think it's been fantastic. Yeah. And hopefully they get that off season, they get to rest, and we go into next year. Um, what do you do? You think they're going to go back to 82 games? Well, I think they should. I hope. I I don't like. You know, I also don't like the idea of the playing tournament. It's shit. I but, just don't like the idea of you grinding out all year to be like, okay, you got to play one more game. After everyone's done to make sure that you're going to be in the playoffs. Yeah. I'm the same. And like, <clears throat> I guess one argument to that is we've discussed it before is that you're not seeing as many people tank because there's more chance they can sneak in. Yeah. But I agree. If, especially if you're putting it back to 82 games, the top eight sides deserve to be there. Let them rip. But it's been like that for years. So is that always a hot, it might be a bit of a topic every year, but it's not like it's a major thing really. Some teams tank. Not really, but it does happen. Yeah. I feel like there was more teams in play this year. Yeah. yeah. That, like from 9 to 12 or 13. I, guarantee, I reckon the players would say no. If it came down to a player vote, mm. I think the players would say I'd scrap it. And now we're heading into, what is it, July. 
basketball over in a couple of weeks. So we're going to free agency off season. So this is kind of the first time so we're back to like having a full off season. Mm-hmm. Um, people who are not playing for their for um for their national teams going to yep. be like going back into rehab and stuff like that. So get prepared. Yeah. Get prepared for the next season where you're going to have a bit more lengthy off season and get back to back to normal. Mm-hmm. Fingers crossed. Yeah, I think yeah, we'll leave it at that, bro. I think um, it's been a bizarre ride, but we're finally here. So quick season, it has very quick. Because I did jam all those. Because all those jamming of the game, they really, it really just made it very quick. There's yep. millions of games on every day. Well, the season didn't start till mid December, yep. just before Christmas. I remember yep. going away and watching it, and then it's yeah. been six months. It's done. Four, yeah, four to the playoffs kind of thing. It's, it's quick. just bizarre. Yeah, so, yeah. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Yep. We move on, brother. The NBA Finals, the final, <clears throat> Phoenix Suns, Milwaukee Bucks. What can we expect? Well, first thing you look at, how's Giannis and his health? So I've just come off the laptop from reading some reports. Apparently, he's day-to-day, the knee hyperextension. He was arguably going to be okay to play in Game 7 if they needed him in yeah. the Eastern Conference Finals. Yep. It might be one of those James Harden things, just try and get him out there. But it could be a totally different injury yeah and to his credit Giannis he's more athletic and we know how he plays downhill yeah fast breaks yeah lobs loves it in the paint physical aggressive dunking on people yeah so this could really affect him yeah really yeah. affect him that looked like it hurt it looked like you know oh. it's one of those things where you watch you like grab your own knee I grabbed my own knee I was like oh. I was wincing hard oh that did not look good I think, given this is a seven game series, if they don't have Giannis, um, this could be very worrying signs for the Bucks because mm. you need him at least some point in the series. You, oh, it's Playing crucial. this many games might catch up because mm. this because this Suns team is healthy, they're confident, they're young, yeah, and they got they got some um, good savvy vets. I think to the Bucks first, like no disrespect to the Hawks, but I feel like the Bucks had an easier opponent last last round yeah and i don't know if that's gonna have any effect on how they turn up and come out of the gates yeah because it went straight from having a seven game series against the team who should have won nets to versing who they might have thought was going to be philly but it was atlanta yeah yeah so maybe a different mindset but the phoenix Suns are so much better defensively than the hawks and when we talk about matchups, I've, I think I've raved every single time we've talked about the NBA, is the Suns' wing players are just... I think it's a perfect mixture for an NBA championship, the perfect chemistry. Two athletic, small, nifty, magical guards, and then two wing players that are just dogs. Yeah, you don't need it. And also, it's shown you that... Because they've averaged less than double digits, yeah. Mikael Bridges and, and RJ Crowder. They don't score much. They haven't been scoring much at all. And but they they have needed to mm. because Devin Book has been scoring twenty five plus a game, Chris Paul twenty plus a game, DeAndre Ayton has really stepped up. He's fantastic. He's been fantastic, being in pick and roll, getting some post moves there, getting on the, on on the offensive boards as well. Mm. Um, so they they they'll need a Macau. I think they'll for this series they'll need Macau and Jay Crowder to start scoring because Bucks they really push. They they love putting points on the board. Um and. That really shows with like guys like Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, Lloyd Lopez. 100%. Bobby Porter's coming off the bench and scoring 20 plus a game. He's big. Yeah. So they really need to get, I think they need, this is that series where they might need them to start putting some points. Turn it up. Turn it up, maybe, yeah. With the Bucks defensively, so last series against the Hawks, Lopez was in no man's lane. The first few games when Trey Young was there, 
pick and roll, he'd get stuck back in stuck back in mud. Trey Young would come, he'd have a floater every day of the week if he wanted it. They were saying like we're gonna run you off the three point line and the floater's pretty much there. You're just gonna have to make floaters. And he was going floater after floater, mid range. So I get worried with Lopez in the starting lineup to start the series, especially if Giannis isn't there because he's a great defensive player. Chris Paul getting mismatches with Lopez. Yeah, that could spell trouble. Devin Booker getting the mismatches. He's very, he's very slow out in the perimeter. If yeah. you're especially by a guard. Like oh. He's only there to be he's only there to be a presence inside, really. Because yeah. I just said when anyone anyone goes inside, they don't get much around him. Nah. Or well, they're too scared to at least go up. Hundred percent. Um or put the ball up. Um so yeah, having him coming out of the paint, Chris Paul playing around him can really spell trouble. And I think they'll they'll probably expose that for sure, being Chris Paul and being a good coach among them. So I'll do something about that. That's probably one of their game plans, to be honest. I think like Chris Paul's gonna have whatever shot he wants mid range. Until yeah. they until they fix that up, that mismatch, yeah. I think he's gonna just absolutely attack that that area of the floor. And then as you said before, I think that's where they're gonna kick it out. Jay Crowder's gonna hopefully knock down his shots, do his work. Well, who's Bridges. The, who so Drew Holiday be guarding Devin Booker and um Pat Connington will be guarding Chris Paul? You'd assume so. Yeah. That, I guess when I, or I just go back to saying Mikael Bridges and Jay Crowder, they've got some big tasks when they, if Giannis comes back, they've got guard mm. Chris Milton and Giannis. That puts a lot of, comparing that to what they've had to previously guard, I guess. Yeah. This is probably that's, their toughest. That's, that's really tough. Yeah. It's a lengthy, Chris Milton can score anywhere. Mm. Giannis is Giannis. Don't have to say much about him. Everyone knows. Obviously, the Suns have faced opponents that have had injuries, but when you think of those wing players, if everything was fit and healthy, think of who they'd have to defend, bro. Round one, first round, LeBron James and AD. AD likes playing the four, so that's probably going to be a matchup. They go to the second round. They've got two big, athletic, strong wings, MPJ, Aaron Gordon. That's not an easy task. They're, like, they're decent players. Mm-hmm. And then we go to the Clippers if Kawhi was obviously fit, but even Paul George is tough enough, and Morris, but Paul George and Kawhi, like, They'd be some huge tasks. So. Yeah, it is big. I guess it's why they haven't been scoring as much. So I guess this is probably, if Giannis is fit, I hope he's fit for the basketball fans because we're going to see a fantastic clash. Yeah, but yeah. Middleton and Giannis, these boys are going to have to go another gear. Yeah. So. That's a pretty scary um, front court to be looking at. Especially like a, and then like a guy like Drew Holiday who's going to be defending, he'll be defending both Chris Paul and yeah. Devin Booker. Whoever's on, he's going to be trying to lock and him It's down. a hard task, but then it's a hard task to score around him. And try and get past him. What do you think in terms of what what needs to be won for? What would Suns need to do to be able to win? Because for me, I think the Bucks are the. Well, I guess I don't know what the odds are like, but if if Giannis was healthy, what would Suns have to do? So you're leaning towards the Bucks, hey? I'm well right now. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna actually pick. This is gonna. I think this might go six or seven games. I pick Bucks. I agree with you. I think this is minimum six games. Yeah. And I'm, I'm favouring the Suns. Yeah. Because of Giannis's injury and Suns have home court. Yeah. I talked about it before with the Suns. I've, I guess we have to talk about is who's going to feel the pressure first? Who's going to crack? You've got <clears> CP3, who's been 16 years. His first ever finals, finals appearance. Yeah. So he's got a lot of pressure. Like this is his best chance ever. Ever. He might never get back to the finals. This is his best chance ever. He's got a young squad. Aiton's young. Booker's young. Is he going to step up? So a lot of pressure is going to be on CP3, in my opinion. We talked about he's got to be the leader. He's got to guide this. He's got to get in the front seat of this truck and drive him home. But then he looked at the other side of the ball and Giannis. He's, we talked about is he a superstar? He's the back-to-back finals, uh, back-to-back MVP in this league. So he's got that pressure right now. 
this is my best chance. I want to be known as a superstar that can get it done in the playoffs. Yeah. And he's not the type of player that can hit jump shots, knocking down threes. You know, he just goes downhill, gets in the yeah. paint. and He's not a guy who's going um, to clear everybody out and say ISO. Yeah. And said, I've got this and I'm going to pull up from like 20 feet. 100%. That's not, his, that's not him. So I don't know what star is going to feel the pressure first. I'm just fascinated. Do you think this might be the case? Do you think this might be the case of um, the non-playoff experience catch up to the Suns and then Chris Paul also make it to his first final? So no experience there. It could be. I was even nervous in the series before because he's blown two three-one leads and the Suns were up three-one against the Clips, yeah. and I thought, oh shit! Yeah. And then they lost at home. Yeah. And I thought, oh no. Because they were pretty. They were really high after winning Clip the beating Clippers. Do you think the high can really just? It can get you. Can can get you. It's happened to a lot of teams over the last yeah. three, four, five years. Three they're probably leads. feeling really good about themselves also without Giannis being played. Do you think it might be too much like they too overconfident? It could be. Because when, you, when, you, when you're like a young team who has not any play experience and you make it to the finals, you think, oh, we got this easy. Easy. I imagine Bucks, no Giannis for the first few games, they have along, and somehow the Bucks win still home court, win one on the road. That's, it's so possible. Very possible. And then... They could come out too overconfident and Bucks just being playing, can play the same, yep. same game to have the whole playoffs. Because they haven't been really like overconfident and cocky. They've just been playing. They've been playing hard too. Yeah, they just put their nose down. They put their nose down. Swept Miami, gave it to them. Beat the 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 who should have been the eventual champions Nets in seven games on the road. And then and they held steady against a young talented Hawks team. Mm. It's not like they overplayed their hands or anything. They just played. They played solid basketball. Hundred percent. And the guys who needed to step up when in Giannis' absence stepped up. Yeah. So that's why I'm really picking the um the Bucks to You're... finally win this game because they really matured now. Mm. They've got their depth. They've got the, they've got the like hard nosed vets like PJ Tucker. He's a dog, yeah. The Bobby Portis. Yeah, they're more than ready right now. This is them. I think they've got this, and I think they've got this for sure. Bobby Portis is a crazy motherfucker. He's a bad man. Like, you remember when he was at the Bulls? Did you hear about how he had that argument with Farmer? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but and also during that time, he was scoring as well. He was, he was an underrated shooter slash scorer. Yeah, you could say. Yep. And now they've picked him up in the off-season. Oh, no, sorry. So they picked him up during the middle of the season. And he he's, just, he's really stepped up. Like, yeah. guys needing to step up, as I said, in the honest absence. And look what happened. Yeah. It's come to the bench scoring 20-plus. Yeah, that's fantastic. 20. I hope they continue. I, yeah. I, I'm going to be happy whoever wins, but I'd like to see uh, the Bucks win and Giannis win. I think they've got the team for it. And they're all good, good guys on the team, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, PJ Tucker. I don't know if you've seen it stat. I don't know what stat, but in every round he's played, he's beat one of his past play um, ex teammates in off the Houston Rockets. Oh. He beat Trevor Ariza in the first round against yep. Miami. Yeah. He beat uh, James Harden in the second round. And uh, third round he beat Tyler, uh, no Clint, Clint Capella. Oh yeah, Clint Capella. In the, yeah. In the ECF. Now he's versus Chris Paul. <laughs> I think it's made it's made for it. That would be sweet, hey. It'd be sweet for him, wouldn't it? That's pretty much, that was like pretty much starting five. That was, that was their starting five. <laughs> and that was a good starting five too, who yeah. took some took some games to the that Warriors team. Yeah. By KD and Curry. So I really think this is their time and they got the team. I think Giannis will come back. Mm-hmm. He'll do anything. He won't miss these kind of games. He might miss one or two, maybe, but I don't see him saying out like he'll do anything, get out there. I like it. Yeah. What do you I, think? I'm on the Suns. I'm just, I'm rooting for Chris Paul. Yeah. 
regards to championship wise. Yeah. yeah. I love Devin Booker. I think I think defensively they've just got the the right the right weapons to try and lock down Oh, you can't really lock down Giannis when he's gets down in that paint, he's real nasty, but Hopefully they can slow down Middleton. I think Middleton's the most important piece for this Bucks side to keep their offense rolling. And I'm just think I think six or seven Suns. I think I think yeah I like that. But I think um what I was saying before with the size, Clippers didn't have any size. And look at this Bucks team. They're uh, they're huge. Yeah, they're probably the biggest team in the league. They're massive up there. And they're and they're like not just like tall like. Not 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 necessarily built. They're all built. Mm. Lopez, Bulldog, PJ Tucker. He's quite short. He he's he he'll guard big chest. He'll guard the center. He doesn't yeah, care. Exactly. He doesn't care who's guarding. He'll bang bodies. He guarded Kevin Durant even though he was scoring big. He but he was bashing him. Yeah. He will bash you all night. Yeah. And it will wear you down. And I think this is what's gonna happen. They're gonna they're gonna bash him out there and they're gonna wear him down. I think the Suns, mm. this young team, they're not gonna be able to take it going all this way. And it's gonna just put just all this pressure on Chris Paul. Yeah, and Devin Booker. I think sorry to bite I think yeah, the Suns aren't as physically up for it. Well, not up for it, but I think they're not as physical. Yeah, and I would not be surprised because I'm a huge fan. But I feel like Devin Booker could really struggle. Not really yeah. struggle, but I feel like hundred percent Holiday could really get into it. Hundred percent. Why can't? Why not? Because mm. he's probably going to be the toughest. If someone like Pat Bev can give it to him and make him have those off nights, yeah. Someone like Drew Holiday, who's a, a you could say is a better defender. I think so can really hurt them. As I said, like it's going to put a lot of pressure yep. on his other young guys, separate Warriors. I think the other role players for the Bucks will step up better than the Suns. Mm-hmm. I, I tend to agree with that. I feel like this is the, obviously the biggest stage for Devin Booker. He needs to step up, but I feel like he could struggle because yep. this is obviously going to be the hardest defensive opponent on him. Yep. Individual matchup, you'd assume Holiday takes the reins there, but he'll probably be on CP3 as yep. well, whoever's cooking. Yep. But Cameron Payne is crucial in this series. Just to keep that offense rolling when CP3 or Devin Booker head out of the game, or it's usually CP3 that sits and pains rolling in He's there. not going to be able to come out these this kind of series and start hitting threes all over the place. He's going to have to. Like, I, know, I, don't, I agree. He's going to have to hit him, but I don't think he's going to be hitting him. We're going to find out. But it's, he's going to really... I think he'll struggle. Wow. Yeah. I think he won't average more than double digits in this series. I'd honestly put a side bet on that. Mm. Do you think the tempo of the game is going to be slow or quick? Because you've got the Bucks who are... We've talked how big and aggressive they are and physical but the Suns can play frantic and when that's frantic sometimes it plays off but Chris Paul likes to play in his own tempo and that can be a bit slower look as much as you can say like Chris Paul can slow down tempo Bucks can slow it down because they've got some big players and then they play inside a lot or whatever it's the NBA finals and when you're like when you're trying to put points to the board or trying to stop sets on the opposing team you tend to look a bit frantic mm. so you're really like it's like a nervousness out there yeah. you're just really trying to get it done mm-hmm. so it's going to be times where it's going to be very fast there's going to be times where it's very slow there'll be games where it's going to be very low scoring could be games where it's just back-to-back buckets that's how the final or like that's how it works in yeah. finals because you, you can you can like be a bit frantic sometimes and a bit nervous and stuff like that so that's why like it can be just be a bit of both i think yeah what do you think i really don't know what tempo suits what team i'm i'm yeah i think it's probably going to be slow and gritty. The Bucks do like to get out in transition when they can. Yeah, but they can slow it down because they've got those big plays. But then they like to slow it down. That's what I'm saying. They can both, they can play both hands for me. I think DeAndre Ayton 
has to have the series of his life. Yeah. He's going to have some big boys around him. The Suns don't really have that much depth off the bench for big boys. Yeah. And I don't know if going small suits the Suns too much. No, because um, cause look, think of this lineup, right? <laughs> think of this lineup. You can have Brooke Lopez, Chris Milton, Giannis, PJ Tucker, and um, Holiday. And Holiday. Even though that's like big, like they can still, that's still a very talented scoring team. It is. So if they have that as a death lineup, and when the, ta- when, when the tempo slows down as mm-hmm. well, very good that could, that's very scary for the Suns. Especially when Brook Lopez is hanging out on the bloody logo, just dropping bombs. Yeah. <laughs> but as, and then he goes back on, on the other side of the ball and no one wants to go inside. Yeah. That's why I guess dragging him out is going to be one of the game plans. It have to be. You have to drag him out. And then you have to take, you have to use that time when like players like Giannis and Chris Milton are off the floor. Yeah. I think DeAndre Ayton has to be crucial. Chris Paul has to have them wrapped around his finger, that pick and roll. That mid-range game, I think, is going to be there for him. Yeah. At the start, Lopez, but they could easily find a solution for that. Because the depth, they can find a solution. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Porter's, PJ Tucker can play in the middle, whoever yeah. they need. Yeah. Giannis can play, whatever. I just think, like, he's healthy. when, when like, they start rotating players, all that pressure is going to be on the Suns side, side of the ball when players like Cam Johnson and Cameron Payne have come out. And Saric, like that, if you're down a bit and you need to get like a run going back together, mm. all these young guys in the final series against some big players, there's so much pressure on them to get, put some scores on the board. Yeah. So that's where they really gonna, they're going to struggle with that side of the ball too. So they really need to be in every game for me. Suns. Whereas I think Bucks, if they were down a bit, they can come back. Yeah. Whereas the Suns were down, I don't think they could come back. Yeah. No, I agree. My last comments. I think. Well, I'm going for the Suns. I think Suns in seven. Yeah. Actually, I, I'm rooting for Suns in seven. Yeah. I'm going for them. But I think if Giannis comes back after one, two, three games, I think the Bucks have more talent, more star power, firepower, and I think they get it done in six or seven. I think the series minimum six games. My head and my heart says um, Bucks in six. Head says Bucks. If Giannis is there, heart says Suns. Yeah, I'm there. I'm there for the Bucks. Yeah. No, I like it, bro. It's been a roller coaster of a season. We've made it. I hope everyone's enjoyed this, our little podcast throughout the finals, the playoffs. It's been awesome, bro. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, no worries. Thank you for having me again. And we'll get you on throughout the NFL if you want to do and some. We've got some other podcast plans. So. No, I don't really want to talk about New York Giants at the moment. <laughs> we've got some big things planned, brother. Thanks again. Thank you, mate. Let's go. Thank you for listening to Paddy's Playbook. If you enjoyed this episode, head over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's much appreciated. Don't forget to check out our Instagram page, at Paddy's Playbook. We post fun, engaging content every single day. Once again, we really appreciate your support. See you next time. Let's go.